0: teaching this is number four and we're talking about this new covenant it's not about us so the ministry of death is replaced by the Ministry of life and' second Corinthians this is Paul's um, second letter to the church in Christ at Corinth um, chapter 3 verse 7 and 9 he's going to give us in these uh, in these verses here the Old Covenant Versus the new covenant and I'll read now this is the old covenant he says if the ministry that condemns men brings condemnation is glorious how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness that's the new covenant and so notice how the old covenant brings condemnation and condemns men but the new covenant brings righteousness for what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory and if what was fading away came with glory how much greater is the glory of that which lasts and so in that in that verse there keep in mind um and with the surpassing glory it was Paul described it as fading away so it was fading away the glory of the old covenant yeah, and it came with glory but how much greater is the glory of that which lasts so this new covenant glory of Christ and what he's accomplished for us lasts forever that's why this new covenant is not about us remember Jesus died for us so he could give his life to us so he could transmit his life through us and now we're participating with him in this remember the law stimulates sin if you want to add um, law to a believer you'll feel sin's engine in that believer to go out and sin just tell them not to touch the wet paint tell them not to walk on the grass and you'll see them rebel and do exactly what, it, what you're telling them not to do If you want to stimulate sin in the believer, um, just add law. Add laws to their Christian life. Remember 1 Corinthians 15, 56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Before Christ, sinful passions were aroused by the law. Romans 7, 5 tells us, When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death remember you break one law you break them all <coughs> Excuse me. for the person who keeps all of the law except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's laws that's James 2.10 he's basically saying if you break one you broke them all Remember, Israel, the first com—the first command was, Thou shall not have any other gods before me. And here they were, breaking that first commandment, as Moses walks down looks down at the people. So, they're making a golden calf for themselves to worship, and that's going to be their God. So, and uh, cursed if anybody obeys the law. This is the problem with the law. Galatians 3.10, the Apostle Paul says, But those who depend on the law to make themselves right with God are under his curse. Now keep in mind, he's just talking about human effort. If the church goes over and and tries to get themselves right with God through human effort, um, after starting through faith, then that curse is on the body of Christ. What is the curse? Well, it's separation from Christ and you fall from grace and self-condemnation. And so keep in mind that Galatians 5.4, he's saying if you're trying to make yourself right with God through the law or by keeping the law or human effort, you've been cut off from Christ and you've fallen away from God's grace. Now, the thing about this is, is you're always one spirit with Christ. And so you're never away from Christ. But when you go independent, when we do go independent, um, we choose to cut his life right off. And we choose to live independent lives through human effort. And when we do that, we don't experience our completeness in Christ, as Paul promises in Colossians two ten, and you're complete through your union with Christ. And so of course there's condemnation. You know, that word condemnation actually means to pronounce guilt. And that's something the accuser of brethren does all day long when we're choosing to leave the tree of life and go over to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is just living an independent life. So what are we to do now? Well, Paul says in Colossians 2, 8 through 10, he says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. In other words, when the body of Christ, when a teacher or a pastor tries to get you over on independence, you know, friends, for for an example, spiritual growth, you know, is a big one. Many in the body of Christ are teaching this air that says if you want to grow spiritually, you need to do a bunch of different things. You need to go to Bible study. You need to listen to worship music. You need to go to church more. You need to pray more. And see, it's all the focus is on you doing and so, what that do? Is it takes us away from Jesus Christ and what He's accomplished? Remember, folks, under this new covenant, the reason why the new covenant is not about us is because we respond to what Jesus Christ has done, and who we are now in Him, and what He wants to do through us. That's why we read in Colossians two 8, or excuse me, Colossians two nine and ten. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body so you also are complete through your union with christ who is the head over every ruler and authority and so keep in mind there that one god three functions living in the body of christ and so the holy spirit is in us to teach us everything we need to know first john 2:27. and so one of the things he's going to teach us is, is the truth this has been the fourth part of the new covenant is not about us